What's up, everybody? My name is James York, and this is the B Podcast. The story behind the name B is that I'm a hip-hop head. Comments album B is my favorite album of all time. It's a timeless album about life and stepping into who you really are. And that's what this podcast is all about, to just be. To be you, to be great, to be the best version of yourself. Over the years, I've read hundreds of books and articles on self-help and becoming the best version of myself. I've had over a thousand hours of therapy and coaching, and as I go through this personal journey of becoming my highest self, I want to invite you to join me. Together, we will learn and grow each day, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, all while showing compassion and empathy to others, and having a little fun along the way. I'm no expert, but if I can learn something new and help you to grow, that's why I intend to do it. Thank you for listening to the Beat Podcast. Good morning, everyone. And I'm James York, and this is the Beat Podcast. This is a a special edition Beat Podcast for World Mental Health Day. Um, Today is Sunday, October 10th, and today is World Mental Health Day. And I thought I'd just share something real quick, something that... um, that I felt the need to share that that's on my heart. It's not my usual day that I record podcasts. It's not my usual format, but I think that it's worth sharing today just because it's such a um, an instrumental day in the world and getting the the message of mental health out there. So today I'll just be going over the brief history of World Mental Health Day, um, how I cope with my mental health, a little bit about my story, and just how you can start to make that transition um, on your journey if you're having issues with your mental health or if you know someone who has mental health issues um, in any type of way. So getting right into it, World Mental Health Day was started in uh, 1992. October 10th is uh, the official day. It was started by the World Mental Health Organization and the World mental health organization is based in Europe so depression is the most common mental health illness in the world and they say over one in three adults suffer from depression or some form of depression in their lives Um, suicide is the second leading cause of death amongst 15 to 29 year olds per the World Health Organization Um, it's celebrated each year and the whole theme is aimed at raising awareness and spreading education about mental health. So today is um, mental health in an unequal world. That's the theme that they're going with today um, for 2021. And just to speak on that topic, I know that growing up, mental health in the black community and my community wasn't really put out there. Um, I didn't really know anything about mental health. I started hearing about depression maybe when I got to middle school, um, but just because of like Eminem and his raps and things that he was going through, and I just heard it on the news, like speaking about depression, and I didn't hear about anxiety until probably I was in high school and studying in health class. So those are things that are not brought up in marginalized communities, communities of color, that really need to be um, addressed, and today is you know, one of those days that it can get addressed, especially like the stigma in the black community, the Latino community, and other, you know, communities of color about just getting help. 
in your mental health. Like if you're suffering, we um we all tend to just keep it in, keep it internal. Um, I know for my community, people just, hey, I'm going to just fire up a blunt. Hey, I'm going to just go drink some liquor. Hey, I'm going to just go chill with Shorty. It's, and then that it just leads to other vices that you pick up, more addictions, more things that you have to, to cope with. So I'm all about just breaking that stigma. Um, one of the things that I define in my purpose is being an advocate for mental health. And being an advocate means that I not only tell my story, which I am, um, but I also advocate for others to share their stories. That's what that means to me. Being an advocate for mental health can mean so many different things to so many different people. But to me, it's about me sharing my story, my testimony, like how I got through it, how I still go through it, and how it's a journey. And I advocate for other people Hey, share your journey, share your, your your statement. How did you get through this? So that people can come out and feel good about it and just know that they're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. Like any chance that I can get to tell people, especially black men, that what you're going through is normal. What you're going through, half of the population goes through, um, especially as adults in this world with social media. So I'm constantly just being an advocate in my community and just anything I can do, um, whether that's volunteer work, whether that's speaking up, whether that's getting on panels that I've um, spoke on in the past about mental health or mental health awareness, anything that I can do to share my voice and I just let them, I just let whatever comes out, come out. So, so my story, a little backstory about me, I started going through um, depression when I was about say about 11 years old um it was around the time that my grandmother had just passed and my mom and dad were having some issues at home um I had a kind of a, a rough upbringing as far as like home life it wasn't always um you know stable I always had everything I need my parents did the best that they could but we had you know issues that were going on that they had to deal with of course that they probably didn't deal with and so that gets passed on to children. That's why um, even now with my daughter, I always ask her, how's your, how's your mental health? How are you doing? Do you need to go and speak to someone? Um, just because I didn't have that option as a kid. So I just started to be withdrawn. That was my first uh, indication that something was off, something was wrong. I wasn't a normal kid. I had went to three different schools during my middle school. So sixth grade, I was in one school, seventh another, eighth and another. So it was a lot of change. It was a lot of transition. And then there was things going on at home. So I came, I became withdrawn. I sought to be in the dark. And like literally, um, my thoughts were dark and I just didn't want to be around people. So like when I came home, I remember as a, you know, an adolescent, I would just go to my room, turn the lights off. At the time, I played some video games, maybe. That was the only thing that really kind of cheered me up. And I was listening to a lot of Eminem. I started listening to um, rock music at that age, too. Kind of introduced me to music that had, like, substance in their feelings, um, you know, that I needed to hear. People that were kind of, like, feeling like I was feeling, like, dejected and down and things like that. So I started gravitating to more music that was um, that was darker. And as I got to high school, things started to get a little better when I started to play football and, 
you know, talk to girls and have, you know, a high school life. But sophomore year, it really got bad. And that's when I say, like, I, I had another deep dive into depression um, after a breakup and after, um, you know, I got into an altercation with one of my friends and just felt like people had turned their back on me. And again, my parents were still going through their issues and I was having issues at home. So I had physical activity at that point to go to, but that was the only thing that I looked forward to was going to the gym and lifting. It was, you know, it, this was after football season, you know, time, it got darker around maybe six o'clock, five o'clock, you know, it, 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 it was a real, it was seasonal depression at that time probably as well, just because of, you know, it's, it's, light, it's not light outside, um, you know, you you struggling, it's Chicago, it's cold. So all that kind of, you know, went into it and I just kind of kept it bottled in. Again, I, I sought to go through the dark. I, I talked to my friends a little bit, but, you know, I just kept that in. And I guess throughout the years, it just kind of progressed. My anxiety would flare up in different situations through um, me having outbursts and anger. Um, it, that's how my, my anxiety had reared its head. When I would get overwhelmed or I would get um, really anxious about a situation, it would come out through anger and frustration. And I see a lot of black men, a lot of men in my community, it comes out in that way as well. So throughout high school, throughout college, you know, I would get into altercations or I would break things or, you know, just become violent because I didn't know how um, to control myself and I didn't know how, I didn't have an outlet for that depression, for that anxiety. So that's the only way I felt that I can get it out. I would go, especially in college, I would go on cr like tears of just crying. And I didn't know why. I would just feel really sad all of a sudden and I would just go on tears of just crying my eyes out for like an hour. And this would happen sporadically, you know, and I never, I thought it was just something that I had to deal with. I thought something was wrong with me. Something was internally off. Like, I'm just not right. So I can, I need to get this out. And I felt better after I got it out, but it would come back because I never addressed it. Long story short, got out of college, depression got worse. I was back at home. Um, I didn't have a job. You know, I had a daughter that I was trying to take care of. Um, you know, and it just kind of just spiraled. It just kind of got worse and worse. And by the time I was in my late 20s and 30s, I started having suicidal thoughts like maybe this life isn't for me. Maybe I don't need to be here. And that's when I knew that I needed help, but I still really didn't seek the help that I needed. So I kind of just turned to what everybody else turns to substances. Um, I started smoking weed I started drinking more um, you know I started doing other things like you just anything that I can do to cope with that like it just whatever would numb me at the time or whatever felt good um, and from that point on I was just kind of like continuing the spiral out of control until I took control of it and I started kind of working out that was my way of kind of getting back to myself like hey I'm going down this dark hole. I'm already depressed. I need to at least look good. I need to at least feel better. So that kind of got me on my road. So I started working out twice a day in the, in the summer of 2016. Lost a lot of weight. Felt good. Felt better mentally. And that kind of propelled me to do other things to, you know, elevate my growth. I started reading books on self-help. 
I started getting into, you know, more um, things like meditation, um, better spiritual practices. And eventually I met the therapist that I'm with now. And he pretty much elevated that that process that I was already going through. It was all a part of that journey to getting me to where I need to be. And it hasn't been easy. The road has not been easy whatsoever. Depression has has reared its ugly head over and over throughout my life. Um, anxiety has always kind of been in the background, but now I have methods to cope with it. Now I have, um, you know, things that I can battle and fight against that. So today I stand, I'm 34 years old. Um, I have suffered from anxiety. I have suffered from depression and I'm better and I'm living and I'm happy and I'm, and I'm full of joy. And that's my story and that's how I became a mental health advocate because I knew the things that I went through and I didn't want other people to feel alone. So just anything from having irrational fears about you eating things and getting sick to you feeling like you're not worthy enough, that all comes with you know, dealing with those depressed feelings or those anxious feelings. And we haven't even really talked about ink, like chemical imbalance, um, other mental health issues like schizophrenia and bipolar. We haven't talked about things that need medication, um, like dissociated personality disorder, things like that, that require um, more professional assistance and more um, medication and more training and more and more awareness and education because those are things I don't even always understand because they're happening in our brain, which is one of the largest organs in our body. So I think that not only breaking the stigma, but educating people on mental health and what it is, just like cancer is a disease and people that go through chemo um, need to, you know, have that time with their family and they need to have support when they're going through uh, chemotherapy or they have, you know, cancer and they're in remission. Just like that, people with mental health need the same. They need that same support. They need that same assistance. They need people to have education on it. Um, they need people to pray for them. They need people to be there for them. So I'm hoping that, you know, my words can inspire other people if you have family members or if you're going through it yourself to, to, to be able to support and help and seek help. How I practice my meditate, how to, how I practice my healthy um, mental routine, I was going to say meditation, but that's the first thing that I do is um, I create a routine. That's the first thing. So how I get mentally healthy is I created a routine um, and that routine starts with waking up at a certain time um we all got to be at work or if you're not working you know due to the pandemic or whatever still set your alarm clock wake up and expect it to be a good day that's the first thing i'm doing i'm getting out of my bed i'm hitting the floor i'm praying and thanking the lord for blessing me next thing i'm doing i'm taking care of myself drinking water brushing my teeth i'm meditating for like 20 or 30 minutes in the morning getting all that I call it mental gunk out of my mind so getting all that stuff out of my mind from the day before from the week before from the night before on the weekends you might I might even go longer than that if it's more things that's going on in my life I breathe I do a lot of breathing exercises um, I do stretches in the morning and I get myself centered 
I get myself calm and I get myself balanced because I used to be like, I'm going to wake up and get right on my phone and I miss this call. I miss this text. I got to respond to this person. Let me get on social media. Somebody send me. Now I wake up. I have no notifications on. I go through my daily routine. I get to my phone after I get settled and balanced because if I can't show up for the world as the best James, then I can't, you know, if I can't show up for myself, then I can't show up to the world. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I do. Um, And just having that routine of also meal prepping, um, drinking. I drink a gallon of water, way too much, (laughs) but that's what I do. Um, And just having a balanced um, diet as well is so important. That's a part of the meal prep. That really balances your your mental. If you're getting the right vegetables, right protein, fats, nutrients, um, the right carbs. If you because the fast food, the junk food, all that stuff is horrible for our mental health. We don't know what's what is doing to our brain. Scientists are still doing um, experiments, coming up with data to understand how it can impact us, but we know it's not good. Um, so the second is seeking professional help. Um, as I told you, I have a licensed professional therapist, and I speak to him regularly. Um, he's been a big part of my mental health progress and my journey. And um, when you speak to a therapist, if you have not already, it's like you are looking into a mirror and someone is reflecting back exactly what you're saying from a different perspective. That's all they are. They are a mirror to show you exactly what's going on. When you get there to therapy your first day, it's a dusty mirror. You don't know what's going on. You can you can hardly really see it. You know, they can't hardly really see it. They're trying to understand the story. But as you go through the process of unveiling, being transparent, being vulnerable, getting things out, you're cleaning that mirror off little by little, going through it, cleaning it off. And the more mental gunk you got, the more stuff you got on the inside that's stored up that hasn't come out, the cleaner that mirror is going to be in the long run. Because you're getting all that stuff out, and then you'll be able to see who you really are. Then you'll, you'll grow self-awareness, and those are whole other topics that you know we can get into when we talk about therapy. But that's one of the most important things that I think I've done, especially in my 30s, is get professional help and seek help from a therapist. It really helps me in every aspect of my life. And, you know, at the B Podcast, we're all about growing mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Third is physical activity. I can't stress it enough. I'm always telling people to get off your butt and go do something. For me, it could be a run. Last week, I ran a 5K with my daughter for her school um, for homecoming. It was great. Felt good outside. I got out in nature. Um, and I also was able to do something I enjoy doing, which is running, put some Beats headphones in, got some good music. You can't beat that. Also, walking. I just, maybe 10 minutes a day, I'll go around, um, you know, my crib, just take a walk, um, go by like a small lake, you know, just chill there. But just walking, can you just get your blood flowing? And last but not least is lifting. I tell, I tell people all the time, when I got something on my chest, I need to get something out of, off my chest. And that's lifting, lifting weights. Um, lifting something heavy does something to me. It's like therapy to me. I can go in there, put some headphones on, put some trap music in, and get everything off my mind, off my, off my mental. Fourth 
is creating healthy boundaries. And this is very important. This is being able to say no to people, but this is also creating healthy boundaries with yourself. Like, if you're on social media scrolling all day and it's affecting your mental health because you're looking at other people and, like, judging yourself in your life, like, you might need to get off there for a minute. You might need to set a timer, like, yo, I can only be on social media for 10 minutes at a time. Or I might need to take a break for social media for, like, a week and just log off and just delete my apps. I do that very often. Once a month for a week straight, I do not do any social media. I will... I will dead the social media. I I delete my Instagram account, um, you know, and I and I come back to it after that week. I give my my mind, I give my body a chance to refresh. I don't need to see what everybody else is doing in the world. I've already created healthy boundaries within myself, um, and those healthy boundaries go towards relationships as well, and being able to say no to things and that 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 don't serve you. So if somebody's telling you, hey, I need you to come here, do this, da da da. You can say no, and this goes for work as well, for things that, you know, you're piling on projects and asking you to volunteer to do things, and you just can't healthy, you can't take it mentally. You need to tell them no, because it's between them getting this done and your mental health suffering. So creating those healthy boundaries is very important. And last but not least is maintaining healthy relationships and going back to the boundaries you need to have healthy boundaries in place to create those healthy relationships. And these are relationships that support you, that help you grow. These are non-toxic relationships. Um, if you have those relationships in your life, then people are not supporting you. They are not helping you to grow. They are not enabling you in some type of area. They're not praying for you. They're bringing you down. You might need to reassess that relationship. I would always say have a conversation with that person first, but if they're not willing to help you to grow, if they're not willing to support you in the ways that you need, then it might need to be time for you to exit that relationship or at least put up a boundary with that person. Um, because if they're not enabling you or helping you grow, they're actually taking away from you um, and your growth. So it's really all up to you um, at the end of the day you know, the people that you bring in and out of your life and having those healthy relationships is something that I've learned for years um, that really helps me in my mental space. Having people around me that support me, that love me, that want to see me grow, that give me words of affirmations, um, you know, that, that know me well. So I'm all about that. And last, man, just, um, just know, like, and this is from the heart, like, this is all a journey. You're not going to get it right the first time. It's going to take some work. It's going to take years of patience, of learning yourself, um, and really having compassion, self-empathy for you, for you and your mental health. Um, everybody's different. Everybody is different. One person, they can, they can fall and they can sprain their wrist, and they'll be fine. And another person, they'll fall and break every bone in their body. That neither person is better than the other. And this is how mental health works. One person can go through a breakup or a loss at work, um, you know, get fired or get a, um, you know, or, or get even a promotion. And, and it can it can detriment their mental health to, to ways that other people, if that same thing were to happen, they'd be fine. You have to go off of what you can do. And that's why you have to create those healthy boundaries, create those routines, seek professional help so you can have that self-awareness to know where and what triggers you. I love y'all. I want y'all to be the best y'all can be. 
And to me, it really starts with being mentally healthy. So have a great week. Um, Happy World Mental Health Day. And I hope everybody has a blessed and wonderful day.